Welcome to Card Slingers, coming to you coast to coast. Hi, I'm Jamie Elford from Portland, Oregon, representing the West Coast. I'm Melissa Sonova, speaking to you from the Midwest here in St. Louis. And I'm Hillary, the New Yorker. We're going to talk about what we like about the cards. And what we don't like. What we're learning. And what we're teaching. It's all about slinging them cards. <laughs> so, Hillary, you can't even keep it together during the intro? Nope. Fucking embarrassing. <laughs> all right. We are, we're, pros. Uh, we're professionals. You know, we're all feeling a little giddy because it's spring and because, you know, we're all doing what we want to do for a living. You know, as of a couple of weeks ago, we were all three writing and doing tarot readings full time. So this is a time of joy for us. And it kind of feels a little weird to be joyful in the midst of so much crazy. But it's also a good time to remember that you have to live your life, right? And um, and part of living your life is figuring out that you you fucking grab joy when it's around. You grab it with both hands and you don't let it go and you don't let it pass because it doesn't feel appropriate. Some of the best belly laughs I've had have been after funerals about the people who've passed on, you know? And so, um, so what we're talking today kind of taps into that joy. If you're going to be a, a tarot reader and you're wondering what to charge, you should not go into that with a fear-based mindset or a scarcity-based mindset. You should go into that with, I'm a new student, I'm learning this, but my time is still valuable. And so today we're going to talk to you about how valuable your time is and how not to be a dick about it. You know, honestly, because some guys are, people are trained, some tarot readers are trained in the tradition that like, it's a big mystical thing and you have to be all like, don't post your your prices on your webpage and be all woo about it. And if you want to do that, that's fine. If that's your jam, if that's your authentic, original Miss Cleo ass self, that's fine. But I found, and the other two of these yahoos have found that being yourself and not being disingenuous with your prices, with your readings, and with who you are is the best way to last in this business. Be authentic. And also tell the truth, you know, because then you don't have to remember what you said. Always works out nicely. So uh, Jamie was nice enough to put together a little outline for us because we're really trying to, we get enough questions about this that we're trying to um, use this series to really inform each stage of a tarot reader. So this is the student one. Um, so Jamie, tell me, uh, tell me your thoughts when putting this one in particular together, what was the most important thing that, that you wanted to include? So for new students, and this is for those that feel like, okay, I know enough about tarot to actually kind of start reading for others and then charging. Um, we, <clears throat> excuse me, I have gunk in my lungs today yay yay for all Same. the colleges hey springtime yeah um i call it um yeah all the tree tree sex flower sex it's all great and it's all in my lungs so yeah um no but really the um the best thing for you for new students that want to bust out and start saying i do kind of want to make a living with this is to actually charge money it's to <gasps> you know find your comfort zone of you know how much you you know, think you can make right now, we have a small formula for you that we'll un unveil, but sit with it and go, I can charge money for this. I can make money and it is okay to make money on, uh, you know, reading for others mm. and using my gift. Have I done my big spiel about how 
you know, in the old days, someone would have built us a cottage, that kind of thing on this podcast yet. I think I think you did for the um, the Intro. introduction to this um, series yeah. of episodes, but you can yeah. feel free to I rant mean, again because you know I think it's, it's a valid thing, and I that in the olden days, you know, wise wise people, usually wise women, would be taking care of the community, and that's not a thing that happens anymore. So the fact that like asking for money is a bad thing. Of course, it's a, you know, I, I uh, performed a marriage ceremony for somebody and they gave me money. Is that bad? I, no. And actually, it was so cool. No. It was for a lesbian couple on the last day of Pride last year. It was delightful. Um, but was that a bad thing? I did a spiritual thingy and I got reimbursed for my time. Is that bad? And I didn't ask for it. They just gave it to me. But guess what? If you don't ask for money in the tarot business, people won't pay you because they don't want ah. to. So you can get a free reading anywhere and you get what you fucking pay for. So um, I don't mind if you're doing a free reading because you're working with friends or you have a tarot group or you're doing whatever, like you're mm-hmm. hanging out with your homies or whatever. Um, yeah, I just said homies. Shut up. Um but then I, I want you to consider the fact that that's an even exchange. If I'm hanging out with my friends, they give me a reading, then they mm-hmm. listen to me bitch about my life for five minutes, right? There's an exchange, right? Or they buy me a, a drink or something like that. But if you're sh- hanging out your shingle, there's nothing wrong with an exchange for energy. And that's what this is. They're paying your, mm-hmm. for your time and energy. Right. And I do want to interject there because I think that's a very you know, important thing to say is that you choose. Like honey bunnies, you choose. If you decide to give a free reading to somebody and you decide to charge somebody else because that person you have deemed like, okay, that person doesn't have money right now and I am feeling called to read from them. Yeah. For them, right? Yeah. Like that's your decision. And there is no one in the world that should make you feel guilty or ashamed for you choosing. I'm that's Sorry, the all snap the snaps. In the background. Yes. All the snaps. Here's the thing. <laughs> Is is that, it, and you guys know how sick I've been, right? Not to belabor the point, um, but somebody emailed me and said, we want you to donate um, a Zoom reading. And I was like, I only do four of those a week because I'm sick, fucker. Like, you know, don't don't guilt me into fucking donating something to your cause and, and specify literally the, the most taxing thing that I do. And, and I didn't respond to them because it pissed me off. And I don't know her. I don't, don't, don't email people you don't know. And without even an introduction, ask for their most, like, it would be like, most me Chevy most and instead of, yeah, I'm like, Hey Chevy, I'm having a thing. And I know you don't know me, but instead of a keychain donation, can I just have a truck? That would be great. Like that's a dick move. So wow. when you're asking for donations, first of all, know the bitch or reach out to their team first and see what they would offer. But I don't mind doing things for charity. I do things for charity all the fucking time. But don't fucking try to guilt trip me into doing shit. It's for the puppies. Fuck, I got puppies to feed too, motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And as, a, as, as one of them comes on camera. And as George continues to stomp on the cats. Yes. Um, he just laid down on another one. She was like, oh, for fuck's sake, George. Um, it was great. But like, don't, don't do that, that kind of emotional manipulation, because we can do something that you can't don't invite us out to lunch because you want a reading. Don't, Oh, I haven't talked to you in so long. By the way, do you have your cards on you? That's manipulation. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
That's that was a sound. But that was, that, was, that came that was from a, a very visceral, authentic. That was place. a very. I've been hearing <laughs> that question for fifteen years. I've lost friends over it because they only called me when 25. they wanted a reading. Yeah, twenty-five yeah. years. Yeah, twenty-five years. Hey, Melissa, <laughs> I haven't talked to you for three and a half years. Do you want to go have dinner? And I'm like, sure. Bitch, why? That you sounds want fun. A reading. Yeah. So we got as there. if we don't know. As if we don't. But like. You want a reading, like, just be honest about it, right? That, yes. that sound was absolutely <laughs> primal and terrifying. But just have, don't I, fucking I love, use us. Yeah, I love when we have an audience to do this, even though, we, of course, we have an audience to do these, you know, later on. Yeah. <laughs> when we publish them. But I, I like the uh, interaction where it's just like, wow, that sound came out of nowhere. Um, I like it, it came so much. Very real and deep. <laughs> it really did. Because, but it's just like we're readers. Like, why do you think that you're trying to pull something on us? We know why you're asking us to go out to dinner, you know, <laughs> like just be authentic, yeah. you know, and just say what you want, please, because we already know what you want. <laughs> like, hey, Sorry. why don't you come over to my house and bring your clippers? Why? Oh, no reason. Hey, could you give me a haircut? Gosh. <laughs> And I'm sure people actually do that all the time too, you know, but you know, right. there, there, the there, subject. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there is a point where when you're studying or, you know, if you're like one of my mentorship students and, and, you know, I, you know, you give me free readings, I give you free readings to show you how it works, yeah. but there is a point, you know, that helps build up your confidence. So like when you're in your classes or at conferences and stuff, you are a student. Or you are a pre, you know, in our formula, we, um, you are the pre-student. So it's one of those where, you know, you're learning, you're trying to pick up your routine, your traits, you know, you're trying to be your authentic reader self. But there will come a point where like me or Hillary or somebody else will be like, why aren't you charging for this? Or why aren't you charging more for this or stuff like yeah, that? I was about so, to say that. Yep. <laughs> so, you know, that's when you need to go deep and you need to say, I can make money off of this. Again, you have to be kind of, I mean, you can be, you know, tepid about it. You can be like do toe tipping into that cold water going, can I swim? Can I swim? Yes, you can swim. And so that's when you branch out and start reading for yourself, for your family and your friends, you know, start hanging that, that tentative shingle. And, you know, if you are on book, let people know that you're still reading on book, you know, that, you know, don't tell people that you are, you know, like, you know, the greatest tarot reader that ever lived and be on books still, you know, because a lot of us aren't. Um, so when you are that student or that first, you know, level up, um, I don't think when we talked about this, we were talking about charge maybe, you know, and again, you know, charge in, in your range and look at other people that are starting out or talk to your mm -hmm. communities. Uh, we figured out that between 25 to 30 to 35, you know, adjusting for inflation and all that stuff. And every year, that's about where I started from. I think a lot of us started at that, you know, when we yeah, were like, it was like 20, well, 10 or 20 bucks, you know, or like something equivalent to that. You know, I, there was a reason I was a binge drinker in college and it was because everyone else bought my booze for me because I would give them terror readings. It was great. Um, <laughs> and I was a tiny bit of an alcoholic. Um, but uh, yeah. So we do this thing, we, we do this thing as a student and we feel oftentimes pressured 
to be kinder to people, loosen our boundaries to people because it's weird. And we don't want really to make people uncomfortable. What if I see something that's too deep and I freak them out? So I should just like very tentatively and in a small way, be a tarot reader. Right. And that's how I felt. I don't know yeah. about you two, but I just kind of yeah. try to slide it in. So I wasn't even more of a fucking weirdo, you know, and <laughs> yeah. what, what ended up happening is I'm a weirdo anyway. I should have just fucking owned it and got my knuckle tats that say ladylike, like <laughs> right, right out the gate and just been myself. But, um, but I, I wasn't ready for that yet. So what I would like for new students to recognize is that if you go get a haircut and it's 20 bucks, you're going to get a $20 haircut and that's going to be a student haircut. Right. And if you pay upwards of, you know, 50 to a hundred, that's a different level of stylist. And the reason we keep going on and on about being off book is like, it's okay. If you use your book, it really is. I used mine for so long and I was charging 20 to $25 during that time. But I also sometimes got tipped 50 bucks because Mm -hmm. it was such a good reading, you know? And so, so it's not really pretty, it's putting, putting a price tag, not only on your time, which is valuable. So obviously you want to be over $15 an hour, right? Because that's a living wage. But if you have to add into that, if, you know, doing the math with how much studying have you done, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like Bo wanted a class with me and I was like, beat it for a year, go study a bunch of other, with the other people and then call me again, because you're too new for me to teach. And I'm not going to take money for something you can learn off of the internet. That's not, that's not what I teach. I teach, you know, intense stuff. And uh, if you want, you know, an intro to tarot, go check out my teachable account. I've got every single card covered on there. Um, But that's for students. And that's a way for students to learn. And there's nothing wrong with being a student. I don't know what is the fucking hurry to get through this period of time. My time, the first 10 years and probably the next five after that, when I finally found somebody to talk about tarot with, I was drinking in this knowledge like fucking water. I could not get enough of it. I was reading book after book. I was looking for, we didn't have the internet when I started, but I would hit every used bookstore you could imagine. That's where I have most of my tarot library from is from secondhand bookstores where like rednecks would turn the books around so you could see there were about tarot in the <laughs> antique malls and shit. It's I like, oh, thank you. Thank you. I thank you for working there. still do that shit. It's Someone like, did it on, at really? a library or a used bookstore I went to last week and all of the, all of the queer section books were faced backwards. So I just rearranged the whole thing and bought half of them. So, <laughs> and then yeah, the owner like, was oh, like, thank you for directing me to exactly, yeah, exactly. what I want. <laughs> so look for the books that are backwards because that's your uh, occult, occult library right there. Um, <laughs> Anyway, um, I'm just, I'm really excited that we're doing this because the question mark shouldn't be a part of, you know, that question mark of how much should I charge? And again, you can charge fucking $200. I don't fucking care. But if you have, you know, very little experience and haven't studied, good luck with Mm -hmm. that. Good luck with it. You know, Um, as I've said before, I know a reader who charges $300 a reading to keep away the riffraff. Mm-hmm. Because he can, because he's been studying for 30 years. And right? he's excellent too. Oh my God. <laughs> like that's who I call every three years to get my head straight. I, I pay mm-hmm. the money and I sit and I write down and listen to every single thing he tells me. 
and all of it tracks and all of it helps me out. And that is extremely valuable to me. And the reason he can do that is because of his experience and study. And the reason I'm really good is because of my experience and study and the same with Jamie and Hill. And that's um, something I wanted to bring up is that in, you know, in some cases, (laughs) you know, you don't master tarot. Really, there's always something new to learn, you know, like um, Amanda and Bo, anybody else that I would consider kind of either, you know, tarot learning or tarot upbringing or, you know, like just new people. I learned so much from other people. And that's the thing that a lot of um, some of these disingenuous readers who are like, pay me $500, but I'm going to look it up in a book or something, you know, don't get is that you can't master tarot. You can't say, and you know, I'm going to learn tarot in an hour and then I'm going to start charging $300 for it. And then I've mastered it or something. I mean, I hate the the books that are like master tarot in one hour or something because I'm learning. I mean, I have spent 30 years playing with the cards and I use that word playing, playing intentionally. So important. Because it's supposed to be fun. It is. It's supposed to be fun. And I learn from everything. Like, one of some of the most astute readings or lessons I've gotten from are kids. Oh, kids that yes. get, that like look at a card and they say, "Look at this." Mm. Their perspectives are so helpful because yeah. it's just like they're not they're not blocked out by jadedness or what society has told them because they're they're new. You know, they're nice and bright and shiny, and they also are more in touch with their intuition. And with their imagination and with their storytelling, you know, and I really think that, and I tell this to a lot of people, whether they're my tarot students or they're my clients, it's just like, just get out of your own way. And it's like, almost like learning and unlearning, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just like, who told you that? Like, who told you that you couldn't charge for your readings? You know, is that society telling you that? Is that yourself telling you that? Is that your parents telling you that? that you can't make money doing this or it's unacceptable to charge for your gifts, quote unquote. Oh my God. Yes. It might be a gift. You might be naturally talented at this, but you're still studying and you're still learning and it's still your time and it's still your skills, you know? So you should be charging. <laughs> yes. Always be charging, you know, whether as, you know, as we set up front, whether it is that you know, energetic exchange or, Hey, you know, I'll give you a tarot reading if, you know, I can buy your book or something, you know, depending on who, or, you, you know, you're or with testimonial testimonials yeah. or feedback, because if you are at that point where it's just like, mm, I don't know if I want to make a living doing this, or I don't know mm-hmm. if I want to charge doing this, but when you're still learning or when you're on book or off book or whatever, and you're giving readings, there should be some kind of exchange, exchange for feedback, exchange for a testimonial. And then if you do hang out your shingle, you've already got those testimonials. And I'm telling you, word of mouth is still the most powerful way of finding a tarot reader or any service-based person. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, don't go see someone. If you don't have a reference, you're like, maybe I should give this person 200. No. Try us. Do Try us out. Like many, many readers have like maybe a sliding scale or mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. pay points or different options. Like yeah. I happen to have email readings. Those are my cheapest quote unquote yep. readings. Me too. So try an email reading with me if you're not sure, but then don't fork down, you know, 
the money for an hour long reading and then come back at me and say, I want to refund. This is what, what I expected. Like you had the opportunity, like you had the opportunity to book like an email reading for $25 a question. Yeah. Why didn't you you need to raise a price on your email readings, yeah. bitch. Um, one of the things I, I decided to do because <laughs> since my, since my reading style on, um, is different, it's more, I don't want to use the term therapeutic, but it's coachingy. Yes. I, I have an hour, I have a one-time session hour, you know, up to an hour long, no cards pulled, but it's more or less seeing if we're a good fit. I interview my clients as much as they can interview me. And I will tell you, some people don't want want like bleh. some people don't like what the idea. Bleh, 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 bleh. Some people don't like the idea of having homework. I am a, a writer. Yeah, I I had a fr- I am a writer. I'm not a speaker, <laughs> although I am. Strange how that works occasionally. But yes, um, I had a friend that I was um, that wanted to have a reading, and I said I give out homework, and they were like, mm, "I'm not sure yes. I want to do this anymore." And I said, "That's fine. You know, I can give you a list of readers that you know might be a better fit." You know, um, and I don't do this for everyone. I mean, I do it for my friends because I care about my friends' health. I mean, I care about everybody's health, but you know, there's, you know, you got to have separation of your job or your tarot versus your life. And even though tarot is kind of my life, I'm not going to be on call all the time, which is not a bitch. Like there's no such thing as emergency tarot reading. And I wish someone had told me that when I was a beginning reader, because I was like, you know what? I was just to go about to baptize my kid, but by all means. Let me do this fucking reading for you since a goddamn emergency. Oh, you don't know if he's going to come back? Well, guess what? He's not going to come back in the next four hours when I have shit to do. That's for goddamn sure. <sighs> yeah, I usually fire clients like that now. But yeah, I, like, I mean, I totally I totally agree with you. And I like I had to fire a client that and it was the same client that like would presume that my time was their time. And I'm just like, listen, like my sister's getting married and I'm her maid of honor this weekend. So I can't get to that email reading until, you know, Sunday afternoon at the earliest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they, and they were in my inbox on Sunday morning. Oh, you said you were going to give me a reading on Sunday. Bitch, <laughs> are you kidding me? Are is, you kidding? Is me? that the same client who asked if I was finished grieving my grandmother yet? And I could get back to doing, to scheduling her reading. Are you uh, done no. grieving yet? You know what? I will I will call you when I'm finished grieving my grandmother. So no, that'll be um, when I'm already, dead. I so already, hold your breath. Um, yeah, I had already uh, fired this person before my father passed away unexpectedly. But I'm quite sure if I hadn't. I'm quite sure they would have been, been like, TikTok, is that motherfucker yet? in the ground? Or like, what are we working on here? Like, is he, is he, like, are, where are we at? Are we at burial? Do we have the stone up? Like, when can I get my reading? This is how inappropriate it is. Yes. By the way, if, if listeners, if you are horrified right now at some of the things that we're talking about, yes, this is absolutely 100% true. And Mm -hmm. also remember these kind of stories when you're listening to this series, because if you're horrified, reading tarot professionally mm, may or may not be for you. Yeah. People (laughs) treat you. Like your job is to fix their lives. That is your job. Fix your lives. And what I said in my second book, Tarot Elements, was that it is not a tarot reader's job to fix your life. It is our job to shine the flashlight down the road 
so you can figure out the rest first the best direction to go. But your problems are not my problems. Your emergencies are not my emergencies. And you wanting to make tarot a big, sucky, fucking gauze covered, the veil is thin. Veils are always fucking thin. That's why you see through them. Bullshit. And drag it into a joyful, brand new tarot practice. Do it on your own fucking time. And quit weighing us down. This is a joyful celebration of life. This is a, a deck that's lasted since the 14th century because it matters to people. And if you are discouraging students by making it seem bigger or smaller than it really is, fuck you, man. Don't shoot. Don't do that to my cards. Don't you disrespect my cards by encouraging students to learn them in a night and make $3,000 the next week. Don't do that. Don't make our, 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 our passion into a sham and take advantage of people with fake ass cleanup. The amount of cleanup that that we have. Oh my to do god! For every because of that kind touch. of attitude, you know, like we have to we have to clean Ugh. up after that, and it's just like I don't have time to clean up after every person that it's just like oh I looked at a tarot book for twenty minutes and now I can hang up my shingle and and charge a hundred dollars like just to and, you know, read these it, things and it's just like please don't. Please don't. If you can, by all means, but, but most people cannot, I could not. And I'm pretty fucking good at this. We need the student period of our learning so that we stumble into our best lessons. Mm-hmm. You it know? Took, I, I would have to say it took me 15 to 20 years just to develop what I'm, you know, what I'm doing now, you know, just the ideas of, you know, you know, the event stuff, which is so different than doing one-on-one readings and doing Zoom stuff. I mean, Zoom is relatively a new technology. You know, mm-hmm. video stuff is really, really new. I just started doing Zoom readings because I didn't want to. And everyone's like, why don't you use Zoom readings? I'm like, because I don't want to. Same. Same. Um, I've been yeah. doing like, well, I mean, like I've been doing video conference mm-hmm. readings, but it's just like with the pandemic, like you got to learn and you got to evolve. And I think that's mm-hmm. the same kind of thinking that you want to bring to your tarot practice as well. You've got to learn, you've got to evolve, and you cannot rush through the student process. You can't rush through it. You're not going to learn your best lessons. You're not going to make the mistakes that you need to make. I mean, like success doesn't teach you as much as failure does. Yeah. That's like, I don't know who's saying that is. I know it's probably a famous saying and, and it's a cliche, but it's a cliche for a reason, you know? And Learn from us, mm-hmm. learn from us, but then make your own mistakes because you're gonna. Yeah. <laughs> and, and make them big and beautiful. That's the yeah. thing, you know, like even writing with all three of us being, you know, authors now and, and you know, and those of us that are also editors, <clears throat> writing <clears throat> is messy. Learning anything is messy. Making mistakes. I used to want to be, a, I'm, I'm a recovering perfectionist. I used to want to be perfect all the time. And that was just because of my own crap going on. But it's one of those things where now I like making mistakes. I like learning from others because it gives me so much more insight and so much more depth. Yeah. And, and that's what the student formula is there for you. That this, you know, comfort zone of charging, you know, the minimum amount you feel comfortable with for a time. And that time can be up to you. It's to make you feel comfortable doing what you're doing and to give you a taste of, you know, what like the pros do, quote unquote. Yeah. And maybe and, the pro life is not for you. Yeah, what a and, great opportunity. Yeah. And it gives you yeah. that, that the, the gentleness of failing. 
a bit. So you can say, can I, can I rebound from this? You know, if, if I have a first time client come to me for edits and they're, they've never had a red line or, you know, they've never had anybody really go hard at their stuff. You got to be a little gentle well, with Jamie, them. my goodness. But, you know, Ooh. it's, well, for editing, yeah. <laughs> you got to break I them in. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, it, but yeah, that's true about everybody. You know, you got to break anybody <laughs> in gently first, and then you can just go full, full monster. <laughs> uh, uh, always Hi, just live. I'll be here anyway. all week. <laughs> oh my God, Jamie, you're fucking Jesus. killing me. It's like, I don't know if you hear what you're saying until I halfway don't. through, and then you just push it harder and harder and harder and harder. <laughs> And that's the thing. Well, I mean, true. I didn't even know what I'm I'm sitting here. I'm watching you two do, you know, look at me and I'm like, what the fuck did I just say? I don't even remember what the hell I said. And then I just watch you two both get like all red and laughy. And then, you know, you die. And I'm like, I must've said something really good. And I just don't get it because it was amazing. And I love you. And when you listen to it. You'll hear it when this episode goes live. Yep. Which is in July. Which is fine. Happy July, everyone. Happy July. Just yeah. kidding. It's actually <laughs> April and we're really happy. It's 420. Blah, blah, blah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's Snoop Dogg weekend. So, Woo-hoo! so what? We get that drama. in mind. Have fun, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so let's let's bring it back though. So it's yeah, twenty five okay. to thirty dollars for new mm-hmm. readers and off book. If you're still on book, just be clear, be transparent that you are using the book and that you are learning. Don't be disingenuous. Don't lie about it. And as long as you're authentic and you're clear about where you are in your learning process, people will know you're setting expectations for the reading Mm -hmm. and people will probably accept that. And if they don't, they're probably not the right people for you. Well, and we can use our own bow here as an example, because he's been, uh, he uh, asked me to teach him and I said, fuck off, go study for a year. <laughs> and then he did. And he came back and became like my, I don't know, mentee or fucking, I don't know. He's my best friend. Um, and, uh, but, you know, he's been reading for two years. He can read the socks off of some motherfuckers been reading for 30 you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But he has the confidence now where he, gave, I'm going to tell a story about Bo. He gave a story, uh, a reading and somebody said like, how long have you been doing readings? And uh, he was like two years and they go, that's not very long. And then the hackles went and I'm like, yeah, but what I, what I would have done back in the day, if I had been reading for two years was would have apologized and sent them to someone else or said, you know what, there's a more experienced reader here later. What Bo did was like challenge accepted bitch and fucked like read her for filth and then she left. Bye bye. But he still got paid. He got yeah. paid and he got paid what he was worth because he's a really fucking good reader. You know, now he is not charging what I'm charging. What I'm charging after 34 years is $150 for a Zoom reading, $125 for a phone reading because that's what I'm worth. Because all of my years of teaching and writing and doing readings, that's what I'm worth. And my email readings are going up to 50. Um, but Panda is going to start doing readings for us for 40. Oh, sorry, 55. Thank you, Amanda. And Bo is going to, Bo and John, who are both employees of Snowman Crew and also really great tarot readers, are going to be 60. So, like, there's going to be levels of, because we all have love different levels of expertise and amanda is our uh our newer reader who is just still learning and she's a beginner and a student 
And so she's embracing that student pay. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. we're, we're all of us taking our own advice here and allowing ourselves to be students in whatever, in whatever way we need to. Like, I'm starting a business. I don't know how to do that. So I'm a student there. So I'm a level 47 human being and a level one business owner. You know, think about yourself and your growth like that. If you're a level 20 reader and you've only been reading the tarot cards for six months, kid, you are a level 20 person and a level 0.5 tarot reader. Align your expectations with how long you've been doing it. Stop comparing yourself to other people. The only one you compare yourself to is what? Yourself. All you need to do is try to do better than you did the day before. And if you want to put them down for a while, you're still a tarot student. You're just fucking on sabbatical. You know what I'm saying? Like I have clients who are like, oh, I've picked the cards up here and there over the last 50 years. And I'm like, Jesus, fuck, tell me everything you know. But I don't care if you pick them up like once every six months. I don't care if you study every day. Whatever tarot means to you and whatever the relationship you have with it is valid. But if you're going to be charging people, you need to have realistic expectations for what's going to pay your mortgage and what's not. And if you don't have a big footprint and if a lot of people don't know you, it's hard as fuck to pay the bills as a tarot reader. It's really hard. Like literally, I am doing it right now and shit is tight. You know what I'm saying? And, and how many not, and how many books do you have out there, Melissa? Four, five. Exactly. Is it is it four or five? four. Anyway. Um, yeah, I have four books out and, and it's still really tight. I could not live without my husband's salary. Um, mm-hmm. and without the money that I bring in from my books could not live on just tarot readings. And I, I am like marginally famous. I'm on the sidewalk of famous street, you know, but that doesn't mean I can pay my bills on just this. So you have to get that. You cannot balance your budget on the backs of your cre- creative and your learning um, subjects. It's not fair. It's not fair to the things that you love and it's not fair to you to stress yourself out that much. And I also want to kind of like, I'm glad that you brought that up and you know, we're going to cover all of these different bases. Remember this is just episode like two of of six or seven. I think we keep on adding on to the series because we're just like, Oh wait, we should talk about this too. Um, So this is the student formula episode. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about, you know, um, how much you, how much you want to make a year, you know, dividing how many, how many readings do you want to do a week? How many readings are you capable of doing a week without completely burning yourself out and wanting to never see the tarot again? (laughs) But See, and, I want to make a point. To... I want to make a point, though. I want to make a point. Um, Melissa brought up about her husband and her husband's mm-hmm. income. I also am married to a wonderful man who I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing without his income too. And there are a lot of people out there that like to hide that fact. And many, many oh. famous tarot readers. I'm not going to name names, but they don't say this stuff. And I think that is one of the good things about this podcast is we're very honest about, you know, it is very hard to be a full-time tarot reader and most tarot readers out there are Mm part-time. Yep. Most, the majority. (laughs) And I'm going to, I'm going to layer on two more things. I mean, again, I mean, I've written over 20 deck books. I've, I won a couple of awards for the heaven and earth one. And I can't believe that happened. I can. Um, well, it's like, it's humbling to me. 
And I've written a book and I've written, <laughs> I've written a bunch of other stuff. And I am the associate editor of Carter Manser magazine. And yet I'm still relying on Kendra for, you know, living and health insurance and all that stuff. And that's the thing as a student, you know, you're going to learn how to adapt into all these formulas. The student range is for you to identify what type of a reader you want to be so that when you want to make a living wage, you, you learn how to uh, get all that stuff. You learn how to, you know, how many readings do I need a week? Uh, how much energy do I have? Like, I physically don't have the actual energy anymore at almost 50 to be everything to everybody. You know, I can barely, you know, like social media is getting stressful to me again. I don't want to chase people on social media. Mm -hmm. I, I want to be able to, you know, have to do what I do and enjoy it. I mean, these are the things you learn as a student. You, you learn your energy levels, you learn your patterns, you learn, do you really want to do events, you know, every weekend, day after day after day, you know, you, you got to, you learn all that stuff. And that's what mm -hmm. this intro formula will help you do is to become the beautiful tarot reader that you're going to be. So that that next step that um, the journeyman, the apprentice, you know, the craftsman, all, you know, all these other things that we're going to bring up helps build on all these skill sets and mm -hmm. takes your businesses to the next or takes your name to the next level. That's mm -hmm. the thing, you know, it takes years, it takes decades to, you know, do this. I mean, we're, we've all done 20, 20 plus years of reading and yet we've only, you know, the three of us have been podcasting for what, three years. Yeah. Really? Has it been that long? Yeah. Yep. Yep, it's been. But we're getting, we're our, getting much is, better at this. Yes, <clears throat> we're we're entering our third year, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Aww. yeah. Aww. Look at us. Look at but us. I I, I do want to talk about like I I love that Melissa brought this up when we were first structuring our series, where it's just like, okay, then what's the next step after the master? Go back to the student, and mm -hmm. it's just like, oh. Yeah. Okay. Because there is such a um, beauty to having that beginner's mind, not feeling so high and mighty. And I mean, what Jamie said before, there is no Do time you know where you're going to master. Am. There's no time where you're going to actually master the tarot. And I actually, this came up um, when I was doing some tapping, some EFT um, while I'm writing my first book. Um, cha -ching, cha -ching. Um, yay! <laughs> it's nice to be able to do that. Um, Isn't it great? Some of the tapping that I did with the person that was like taking me through the tapping was just like, so how many years of experience do you act? Do I actually feel that I need to be able to write this book? A hundred, 200, 500. Okay. And I'm just like, Oh, this is a good point. Okay. You know, there's never going to be a time where you're actually going to master tarot and that's okay because you are a human <laughs> yeah there's a lot to tarot and um there's so much to learn you're not going to be able to fit everything into one book or one lifetime and sure. that's okay yeah it's absolutely okay um by the way hillary's first book will be out this fall so we're going to look for it a fall it's available for pre-order and we'll drop Amazon. that link. Yeah, we're going to drop that link right into the show notes. So if you haven't yet. Yeah, damn right. We're, yeah, we're so you proud. Yeah, damn right. So, so, uh, so yeah, we're all of us traveling this little, this little fool's journey together. And we're all of us going to go through every single step of it at our own pace. 
And if you stay on the fool card for 20 years, nobody's keeping track. Literally, no one gives a shit. Do what you're going to do. But if you right. if you get to the place where you decide that walking the fool's journey is your calling like it is for us, then once you hit that world card, baby, just fucking walk through the portal and become a fool again and start relearning the lessons because they mean something different with every stroll you take. Thank you so much for joining us uh, at Cardslingers Coast to Coast. You can check out more episodes at cardslingerscc.podbeam.com. And please send us your questions at cardslingerscc at gmail.com. We'll see you next time. 